Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey! What's up? This is E-Society back again. Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 292. Today we'll be talking about TV, including Twisted Metal, Reservation Dog, All Up in the Biz, Claim to Fame, and Prank Panel. Including War Pony, Oppenheimer, PMNT. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting weekly Star Wars Minute and our weekly movie and song recommendations. Before I go any further, it's the Nez! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Just uh, bear with us. Might sound crappy because it is bad weather where I am at. And how's the weather there? Is it bearable or. Yeah, Raining. gray days, gray days. No, no rain. It did rain the other day, though. Um, just so happened to be truck day, but uh, it's better for us to do it out in the parking lot uh, where we can spread out. So thankfully, because of change, we have to do it in the hall. So uh, thankfully, we were able to just work through it. I much prefer rather to be out, you know, where it's spread out. So. <laughs> All righty. All right, we're going to... Thanks everyone to listen to our um, TV episode and our last two uh, movie ones. We had a ton of movies, uh, not a lot, of, not not a ton of movies this episode. So, um, but we're gonna kick it off with TV. This is a new show that's on uh, Peacock. And speaking of Peacock, I got a email saying. Uh, we will change your existing payment method on September. Unless you cancel. What are they? Are they going to hike it up on this? Is that what they're doing? I don't know. I have to click on it. Was that just the year? You probably pay for yearly, right? That's just telling you they're going to charge it in September, right? Oh, I guess. I don't know. We've had it more than a year, haven't we? Pretty sure. Pretty yeah. sure you've had it since the beginning because of the WWE. Yep. So, but I know we had the the, ad, the ads one first, and that ugh, that just sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it no more. I gotta say, to me, they are a winner. Like, I don't I don't know if like they're up high on everybody else's list. I know it's a must have for you for WWE, but right now they have my show of the year and Poker Face and uh, I another show they did the uh that uh true crime one with uh kaylee kukuo uh based on a true story is what it was called i liked some of the stuff that's uh come out of peacock and uh i like this one that you're about to talk about right now yep but we are talking about the peacock original twisted metal season one apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic fiction 
Uh, based off the video game, I don't know when that one came out. Probably sometime in the nineties. I never really got into it. Marky and and those Late guys 90s. liked it. Late nineties. Yeah. They played it. John Doe, a motor, a motor mouth outsider with no memory of his past, is offered a once in a lifetime opportunity to make his his wish of finding a community come true, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of quiet and trigger-happy car thief searching for revenge, he faces twisted marauders during driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers on the open road, including a highway patrolman and a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck. That's the only thing I remember about Twisted Metal, because I remember sitting there watching Marky play, and he was in that ice cream truck with the clown head on the top, just running over Sweet everyone. Sweet tooth. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, I only watched the first episode, so I, I couldn't tell you much more of it. Um, uh, but this stars... But the, I only watched the first episode, and the first episode was called Shangrilla. I think that's how you say it. Um, and this, what I, who I've seen so far, and I'm just kind of spoiling it for myself right now. But uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, Papa Doc, aka Tupac, Captain aka America. Captain America, aka um, Falcon. <laughs> so uh, I guess they're. I don't think they started. Uh, are they making a movie? Or are they? Are we getting a season two of? Winter Soldier and Captain America, or whatever. The uh, movie, the uh, Captain America movie, uh, New World Order, that was supposedly due next May, but they were in the middle of filming it when the writer's strike broke out. So now we're or actors also. So um, right paused filming. So there's no way it's coming out next May now. That was when it was supposed to come out, but I don't see how it how it can now because they were in the middle of filming when uh, the strike happened. All right, and Will Arnett, aka Batman, Lego Batman. Uh, he's Sweet Tooth, as well as Samoa Joe. Sweet Tooth. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Love uh, Stephanie Beatrice Stephanie Beatrice as Quiet Thomas Hayden Church as Agent Stone And what's her nuts The beautiful Nev Campbell As Raven And then there's a bunch of other people there. Oh Jason uh, What's his nuts I, I haven't seen him yet It just says he's in one episode Jason Mantezucos Or Tezucas I, I don't know He was um was he in Parks and Rec? I think he was. Yes. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. Uh, yes. so so far, I've only watched the first episode, and I like what's happening. The again, I'm not all that familiar with the video game. I didn't play it, um, but I like this uh, this craziness of what's going on. Kind of reminds me of like a Road Warrior type of thing. All hell's breaking loose, and everyone's fighting to survive and get this and that. Um, I did love the the opening scene when he was mobbing through this uh, empty mall uh, and they were just shooting at a big old shootout. This is not for kids just because it's based on a video game. There's bombs, there's nudity and everything in this. So I was like, all right, cool. The CGI looked pretty good. Um, 
Uh, I love the scene when they drove over when he drove over the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, and I thought that looked cool. It was all beat to hell, and there was holes in it, and he was driving through a uh, CGI San Francisco. I thought that was neat and everything. Uh, I like Anthony Mackie. He's a, he's a good character, and uh, Universal. Uh, the music they must have just raided their vault because uh, you got they got some Oasis. Uh, Champagne Supernova was in the first episode, and I'm thinking, damn, either Oasis is under Universal, one of their many record labels, or did they just pay out the ass for that one song? I don't know. I think they're they must be a Universal artist. So I don't think uh, if you guys are familiar with the um, Gallagher brothers, there. I like Noel, but I don't know. Liam is, I don't know. <laughs> I still love Oasis. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I'm all into the show. It's 10 episodes. Um, did the whole season drop, or is it like week to week? Yes. The whole season's up there. Okay. So, but I'm in on it. I'm going to finish this. It looks pretty good. I like what's happening. I like these crazy uh, episodes are only a half hour, so it's not like you got to sit through an hour of uh, drama. It's it, it's got its drama, but it's mainly action and comedy. So uh, I'm there for it. Um, I had no idea Nev Campbell was in this, and that's what sold it to me when she popped up on the screen. So I'm all in. What do you think of this? Yeah, I really liked it. I'm only two in, but uh, I really like it. I want to continue. I will continue. Uh, High hopes for the rest of it. Obviously, you know, one time we went to that live show, the WWE. If there was any wrestler I was in, I was the only one in that crowd cheering for Samoa Joe. So <laughs> you knew uh, I was excited about that. Love Will Arnett. So it was like a cool combo just for Sweet Tooth, which he is the most notable character, the most memorable character from the Trusted Metal Games. Uh, I'm not like... I wasn't like the biggest fan of them, but I did play them. Uh, they are on PlayStation Plus now, like so I was able to like re-download and play them. It's just demolition derby. It's just smashing cars, and each one's different. What was interesting to see is I reinstalled the original, and the cop is one of the characters. So I was like, oh, that's cool to know. Like they pulled the cop straight out of multiple people uh, out of the game, but. Uh, yeah, I'm really uh, liking it so far. I'm two in, and yeah. Did you catch the um, the PlayStation Twisted Metal game when it was mobbing through the mall? I did. I hit, hit his. I did. <laughs> I had to rewind it. I wanted to see it again. I was like, "Wait, where did that come from?" And I, I rewound <laughs> it and 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 watched it. I was like, "Oh, that was, I love that." <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was really cool because Renee. It was like, what is this? I, she was watching it with me. I said, it's based off a video game. So, but uh, again, I like everything that, that's going on. I haven't heard uh, pretty much any from anyone about this. I wasn't sure if it's if it's a hit. Are we going to get more? Uh, how do the the gamers that, that that love Twisted Metal? How do they feel? About it, um, I'm I'm not really sure. I guess I'll just have to look in. I don't think they can be that mad because it's it's a pretty simple game. It's just like you know demolition derby, just smashing and crashing and shooting other cars. So I don't think there's anything they can get too mad about because I don't think it has that deep of uh, 
story lore. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm all in. I'm, I love what, uh, what what I've seen so far. So we'll uh, definitely uh, continue. And when the whole when we finish the season, we'll let you guys know what we thought of the whole thing. But yeah, yeah. first one up on the list is Twisted Metal. What do you got? I got claim to fame. I decided to check this out. Um, two seasons of it. I guess that the second season is currently airing, but I never saw the first season. So I went to Hulu to check this out, mainly on the recommendation of the Big Brother community with new Big Brother season going. Following a lot of people on Twitter, or X, whatever you prefer. Um, and I saw like, a conversation a breakout amongst people in Big Brother about claim to fame. So I was like, all right, you know, they're talking about, you know, similar things. I was like, let me give this a shot. Uh, first off, have you seen this claim to fame? Nope. I've seen a little thumbnail for it, but I haven't seen any of it. You might be into it. Uh, I think especially years of going to comic-con with you i think you would be pretty good at it because you are the person in my life that most like in the crowd you would be able to pick people out and i'm like how can you do that like it was incredible to see you at work at comic-con like being able to pick people out like it's just so cool to see so in this what it basically is it's a, it's a game show uh and they actually do stay in a house like challenge big brother style um and it's all relatives of famous people and the 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 idea of the game is they give out little clues they give out uh, truths and lies they the the game starts with them standing up on stage and they said tell two truths and a lie and then um the name of the game, you know, they have little competitions, almost like Big Brother, which can save you from uh, the having to guess that night. And the person who performs the worst, they're automatically guessing and they, they can call anybody out except for who won the competition. So and then when it comes to the calling them out, if you call them out and you're right, then they're out of the game. If you guess and you're wrong, you're out of the game. So a uh, pretty cool premise. Uh, it's hosted by a couple of the Jonas Brothers, um, the fourth Jonas Brother, uh, Frankie Jonas, who uh, I know Heim jokes about all the time, being that Frankie Jonas is the fourth Heim sister, even though in reality it's probably Taylor Swift. But uh, yeah, so Frankie Jonas and I think Kevin Jonas, who is actually one of the performing Jonas Brothers, they're the hosts of it. So they're not with them all the time. They're only with them during the challenge and at the guessing ceremony. Otherwise, like they are living in a house, like almost Big Brother style. And they're not allowed to, uh, you know, be on the computer or on the phone to like look up information on people. So that's like kind of part of it, too. It seems like it's a little less restrictive, though, than like a Big Brother as far as like hanging out in the house. It's just like you can't do like online research to like figure out so um it's all right i i it didn't like i didn't love it but you know i mean it did get a second season i uh i watched the first two episodes so i saw uh first two people leave but uh honestly like i said i think you'd be pretty good 
at uh, guessing uh, who people are like related to. I think you'd be pretty good at it. <laughs> what is this on? It airs on ABC, but like all the stuff that airs on ABC, they throw it on Hulu. And like I said, its second season is airing right now, so it's in the middle of running right now. But there's a whole first season on there that I hadn't seen. So, yeah, I just watched the first two just to get an idea of it. And Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. It's something actually probably I might not get back to until... I'm, I'm so consumed with the Big Brother season right now. I might not get back to uh, claim to fame, but uh, maybe in the future and probably by that time, season two will be done too. If I really like it, I can, you know, get through two seasons. But uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it just because, like I said, I think you'd be a good guesser at like who people are related to. Hmm. Let me see. Is it uh, a week-to-week show? I think so, but like I said, it's oh, the whole first season's already on. Season two is, like, I guess, in the middle of it right now. Okay, so you just got to figure out who these guys I are would... related to. Do they? They? I'll give it. I'll give it a watch. Sounds. I will say the first episode. Um, somebody uh cheats they um they try to use their phone and like big brother there's cameras all over the house so the person gets caught trying to do research on their phone don't they take their phones from them yeah i guess whatever this person snuck in a phone but yeah they got caught they got called out they're like yeah you broke the rules of the game phone so gotta go but they revealed who they were and uh, the person guessed and wasn't penalized like they guessed wrong the person that guessed they got it actually their guess pretty good too can't even fault them but it was actually shocking who the person was related to all right this is all in the first episode how you would have got it all in the first episode yeah all right Oh man! Sorry, everybody. It was it was a long night last night. Um. <laughs> well, all right, that's on Hulu. I'll give it a shot and let everyone know what I think about it. But all right, reservation dogs. Oh, good job. <laughs> all right, reservation dogs. Already in the swing of it. I think we're uh four episodes in. I think. Um. But uh, this this season, it's it started off with a bang. You guys remember what happened at the end of the last season and everything. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, episode three, Dear Lady. Uh, it was directed by Donis Golit. Dear Lady sees a glimpse of her past while helping Bear. If you watch Reservation Dogs, uh, Dear Lady did make a couple appearances uh, throughout second season. Uh, and she is played by, ooh, I can't even pronounce her name, uh, Kenny Hito Horn. I think that's how you say her name. Uh, DeForo, DeFor, De, De, Be quiet. Hold on. 
Yeah, shut the window. <laughs> uh, DeForo, Wowatai, uh, Bear. Uh, John Gertz, I hadn't seen him in anything in a while, so it was good to see him pop up in this. Uh, Lil Mike and Funny Bone were also in it. Uh, the little young sister that played Young Dear Lady is a Georgine Growing Thunder. Uh, the little character named Coda is Michael Padensky Bendard. I think that is um, one of the Padensky sisters' son. And a Brylin Nolan. He was one of the kids uh, during the boarding school scenes. And then there's some some uh, nuns. Uh, Haley Sims. She played Sister Jensen, and uh, a couple other ones. But all right. Uh, if you guys are already up up onto the show and you know what's going on, I give it. I think this is like the last week's episode or the week before. I can't remember. But. Uh, it was dealing with the dear lady because she popped up on on the show and she's like she just goes around and kills uh, guys that deserve it. <laughs> so um, I don't know much of dear lady. Uh, I was asking some of my friends and they told me some stuff, but I don't want to get into it. We'll be here all night. But um, in this episode, Bear is still trying to get home because he got separated from everybody. So he's like kind of just walking along the highway and uh, he goes into this restaurant, this little cafe, and Dear Lady's sitting in there. So she kind of says, hey, come here, sit by me. And uh, he knows who she is. Well, first he kind of sits down like, oh, hey, how you doing? But then he drops something and he goes down. or th- Oh, Dear Lady drops something. So he kind of goes under the table uh, to pick it up and he sees her hooves. And then he sits back up and he's like, and she goes, you know who I am? And he's like, yeah. The dear lady to him, he just thought it was just a story that they told everyone just to to behave. And then she, while she's sitting there talking to him and asking, he's asking, are you here to kill me? And she's like, no, nah. I, I know you're, you're doing good, so you're all right. But she has flashbacks of when she was a kid, and it was during the boarding school um, stuff. I, I don't know exactly where, where she would where, Dear lady was taken out. This is all takes place in Oklahoma, so I assume somewhere over there. Because these boarding schools, these church boarding schools where they kidnapped native kids and took them to it and forced them to not speak their language, cut their hair, beat them, raped them, and killed them. And what she went through, it, this this just episode was only a half hour, so they can only show show you what they could. But it was, I was sitting there just getting mad. I've seen there's been movies out there of uh, of this type of stuff. I know there was one that was up in Canada. I can't remember the name of it. When they um, went and stole these kids, they the it was a tribe that was along. I think it was a, a lake. And this plane flew up and just kind of docked, and all the little Indian kids never seen an airplane. And and the guys were like, "Hey, come on, we got candy for you." So all these little kids got in the airplane, and then they took off and they kidnapped them all and took them to boarding schools, and all hell broke loose. But so in this, that's what she was remembering that she got kidnapped. Um, and taken to this boarding school, and when she got there, there was other, there was already other native kids there, and she was just, just 
going through hell. Again, they only showed a little bit of it. They they couldn't show too much because it was only a half hour episode. I was hoping that this episode was like an hour. So it was just the hell and torture that they went through. Uh, there was a scene where they um, came in and just took one of the kids and she, little young dear lady, she followed them and they, they were just dragging this kid screaming down the hall because that kid knew what was going to happen. And then they took him into this room and she just heard that kid in there screaming and there was a, a guy in there, some some young guy, took him in there and basically raped one of the kids. And these monsters, these fucking... <sighs> this is... All right, I'm on my soapbox. This is the one... This is some of the reasons of why I don't... I don't go to church. I don't follow that religion. Any type of that God and Jesus religion. Nothing against God, nothing against Jesus. I've always said this. It's always been the followers... That ruined ruin it all for them. And that's what these people were doing. In this show. And I'm sure it was all over the place. I've said this before. Um, they've been finding mass graves. Of, of little kids. Uh, but just, just bones. Of holes in the ground. And just bodies thrown in there. There was a scene in this. When they were. They, were, they had some of the kids digging holes. Because they were just going to kill these kids. And throw them in it. And this stuff happened. I mean, some people, oh, that didn't happen, and da 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 da, and it, it, it just goes to the to the religion thing. I mean, again, it's the followers. It's not the religion itself. Those people take the word of God, quote unquote, and say this is what they need to do. Just mass genocide. Of young little kids. There was a scene where they were. They just took this kid in there. And just started shaving his hair. Off, cutting all his hair off. And he's just crying. And there was another scene. Where they, the, the kids were speaking their language. And that lady came running over. And hit him. For speaking their language. And I was like oh man. I was sitting there watching this. Just, just getting mad. But it happened. It, it happened. So, oh, it happened a long time. It doesn't matter when it happened. It happened. And I, I just, I don't. That's the seed I said. Like this is a reason why I don't go to church. I don't. I don't follow any of that. I'm not saying I don't believe in it. I believe in everybody has their own form of religion. Believe it. Be believe it. Be heaven. Be it. Be hell. Aliens. People under the ground. Anything. Thing. I mean, you believe whatever you want to believe in. I don't care. Don't try to sell it to me. I believe in what I believe in. And I don't like when people say to me, that's wrong. You need to believe this or you need to believe that. That is bullshit. These little kids did not have a choice. They were stolen from their family, kidnapped, murdered, raped, beaten. And this this episode was awesome. I'm glad they did this. Like I said, they've made movies about it. But for Reservation Dogs to tackle this, to use Dear Lady to have flashbacks of what she what she went through, and this that it's it's pretty much the origin story 
of Dear Lady, how, how she became the Dear Lady, which I thought was really awesome. And like I said earlier, that she was going, she goes around and kills evil men. So what she was doing in this is she was going after that guy that was raping and killing the kids at that school. So I really, I really liked that part uh, of the show and everything. And this show, it sucks that this is the final season. We only got three seasons and, um, I hope that all these young actors continue to have just awesome careers, all of them, as well as everybody else in it. I mean, the, the older, the older, uh, cast they already have stuff going on uh what's his name he's um big the share uh, the tribal police he's already on um dark winds so he's doing that and he had a big career in um longmire he was in that and he pops up in, in a bunch of other things um i just want everyone that's in the show to continue on acting here and there whenever they can um, the show is amazing. It's touched so many different subjects dealing with the indigenous communities, which is amazing and which I love because we never had this before. And some people, oh, this show's dumb. I don't know what's going on. I mean, this is a learn something to learn. I know I said some people don't like the language in the show, but that's just how some people talk. <laughs> These kids have filthy mouths, but. I mean, I, that's why I love this show on on the subject matters that it tackles. And this episode just oh, I like like I said, I was sitting there like fuck. I was just I was getting mad, and it was sad. What the heck was that movie called? I know it's on YouTube because I remember I looked it up. Um, the young woman that was in it, I can't remember. Her name. She was. She was the main star in that movie. Let me see if I can find her name so I can tell you the movie. Because I remember I looked it up once and it was on. Um, uh, it was on YouTube. I'm not sure if it's Michelle St. John. And the movie she was in was called Where the Spirit Lives. And that one was, it was dealing with a Canadian, a young Native Canadian uh, First Nations person fights to keep her culture and identity when she is abducted to a residential school. Yeah, that one was, that one was pretty rough. I think it's still on YouTube. Not really sure. Let me see if it's on there. Uh, where the spirit lives. Let me see. I believe it is. Let me see. Um, yeah, the whole movie is on YouTube. So if you if you want to check it out, it was a movie that came out in 1989. Well, Where the Spirit Lives. Uh, if I'm selling it to you, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, I'm glad it's on there. That that movie reminds me of, of my wife. Uh, this was before we were seeing each other. I remember uh, I was working at a Native American health center, and uh, that that was, that was the first time I had seen it. They were showing it to us. And uh, my wife, well, wasn't wasn't even my girlfriend at the time. She was sitting in there, but then she got up and walked out. And I remember kind of following her. Uh, you you okay? She goes, I don't like the beginning of this movie. I went, okay. And that was the beginning of when those kids were stolen. 
were abducted and taken because she had told me a story that that happened to her uh, her grandmother she was stolen and taken to these residential schools uh my great-grandparents as well same thing they were stolen from uh, navajo res and taken to these schools and all hell breaks which there's so many so many different stories if you speak to uh the elders that can tell you there's there's a there's there's a lot a lot of them didn't make and there's a lot of survivors that will tell you their story so it's it's a sad story and i mean but it's it's history and it's something that i think the youth of today need to hear so i was glad that uh reservation dogs uh took this topic and showed it to a lot of people because my friend who watches the show she was like i had no idea this stuff went on i said that was just a taste of it and it's only so much of what you can show on tv or, or what you can put in movies but this one it, it's it's crazy it, it it wasn't just indigenous communities it was it was all over the place a lot of different cultures a lot of different kids were were abducted and taken to these schools and uh, like like my uh, my grandfather said goes trying to make us white and that's exactly what they were doing so but what they did in this episode was amazing i'm glad they did it i'm like i said i'm sad that this show is coming to an ending i believe there's 10 episodes i'm not really sure of how many this season is I'm, i've watched season one and two over and over and the few episodes that we've gotten so far this season i've i've rewatched over uh the last episode i think it was episode four that one was hilarious because that episode was called Friday. But I was glad they did it because I was so mad for episode three. I said, you guys better give me something funny in the next episode. And they did. They kind of lightened up the mood and it was a funny episode. Laughed my ass off to the whole thing. But again, Reservation Dog streaming on Hulu or FX, whatever you got. Uh, I believe up in Canada, it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, but yeah, if you have not seen this this show, uh, I've talked about it the last two seasons. I have made uh, my best of every year so far, and of course, this is gonna it's gonna be in the best of this year as well. But I'm like, like I said one more time, I'm glad that they they covered this topic uh, and put it into TV form for people. Like I said, like my friend, she didn't know anything about it, and I'm sure there was many other viewers that didn't know. That, that type of stuff went on because even at the very end of the episode there was some stuff saying this is this happened this happened all over the world or all over the up in canada up in united states i mean they found that that's where they were finding all the 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 graves of dead kids they, they didn't even know who they are they're slowly identifying it. i don't know how they do it but there's finally finding out whose family was this this one is it's crazy and it's sad and it sucks and I hate it. But again, Reservation Dogs, awesome, awesome show, and I just can't can't get enough of it. I watch these episodes over and over, and just laugh my ass off at all these shows. And I've cried. I don't know how many episodes, especially last season. Last season, last season was heavy, but I got through it all and it was an amazing show. I don't think my wife watched this uh, last two episodes yet, but. Anyway, yeah, Reservation Dogs, check it out. I got one more show. What else you got? I'm back on the ABC Hulu train with another uh, show that's airing right now. 
it got recommended to me at work. So I was like, sure, I'll check it out. I have something to to talk about at work to a, a fellow uh, co-worker. Um, I don't know if it's because they know my ringtone and the, whose phone is ringing, the Impractical Jokers thing. But they were talking to me about this show, The Prank Panel, an irreverent show where ordinary people throw pranks at friends, family, and co-workers with a panel of the world's best pranksters. It's Johnny Knoxville, Eric Andre, and Gabourey Sedevi. Uh, have you seen Sidibe? this yet? Yes. Precious? Is that yes. what you're talking about? I've seen just the commercial for it. I haven't sat down and watched it. Yeah, like I said, it was recommended to me at uh, work. So uh, Hulu has the first six episodes of it. I guess it's going to be a 10-episode show airing on ABC, but then, you know, they throw it up on Hulu. So uh, show in its middle of its run. But I did watch uh, the first three episodes. And to me, it actually was kind of hit or miss to me obviously as a huge fan of impractical jokers i don't think it came anywhere near to like the level of impractical jokers and then even comparing it to knoxville's other show uh jackass obviously that one obviously has a real extreme element to it this one is a more in general prank shows i mean some of them you know they go a little far but it's a lot more it's abc it's like regular, you know, TV show level pranks. Um, not to say, you know, there wasn't some 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 good ones in there. Uh, the whole thing is, too, they have uh, like a line of people come and pitch to them ideas. That's why it's called prank panel. And then if they like the idea, then they'll go out and they'll actually do it. So, like. They'll sit through a few and they'll be like, no, you you seem cool, but no, it, that that's a terrible idea. Or like, uh, no, I don't think we could do that. And then, you know, finally it's like, oh, yes, I love your idea. We can make it even better. We're going to do it. So they go out and they set it up. And um, like there was this one and they decided to uh, double cross the person that uh, wanted to do it, this uh, mother, she wanted to prank her son. She's like, oh, he, he needs to grow up. He's still scared of clowns. So, like, <laughs> whatever, like, we're going to, um, you know, put him in this, we're going to go to this hotel room and, 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 uh, like, yeah, a clown's going to jump out and, like, scare him and stuff like that. And then I'm going to come in and I'm dressed as a clown. And then so Knoxville decides to, throw the twist on it and double cross her and he contacts the son and then the son gets in on it and then they're outside and um like next thing you know they're like watching on the screen and the clown's underneath the bed and the the kid uh like gets on the phone and they're like oh what was he doing like i told him like no don't invite anybody over here and then it turns out like a prostitute comes to the room and he's like, what? He got a hooker? And um, and then the clown, like, jumps out. And instead of him being scared, like, he pushes the clown over. And then the guy's like, the clown's like, oh, what the hell? And the next thing you know, whatever, the next push, he pushes him out the window. And then they make it seem like he fell out, like, the, the hotel and onto the top of the trailer where Johnny Knoxville and the mom are. So then, like, she's all dressed up in clown makeup, 
you know, they go up and Johnny Knoxville's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. He's like, this never happens. Like, and she's like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess it can happen. But, you know. and then they get to the room and like the police are already there and the son's in handcuffs and the prostitute's there and the mom starts going at the prostitute and they take the cuffs off the son and they put it on the mom and <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was pretty good. That was like probably my, the, the best one out of the first three episodes I saw, but uh, yeah, you know, in the end of the day, you know, standard prank show. Um, I think if I had to even rank, uh, you know, that stranger kid, stranger things, kid, he has that prank show on Netflix prank encounters. I think prank encounters might even be a better show but uh i do like a good prank show so uh i might i might watch more of uh the prank kid um the dustin dustin oh okay yeah he has a prank show on uh, netflix called prank encounters didn't he get in trouble or something for he did something happened on that show (laughs) yeah they did a prank and somebody didn't like it it's obviously not on the show and they like tried to sue him over it because it's like a, it's like a it's like a scarier prank show like they they try to scare people on prank encounters oh, it's man. like scary themed horror themed stuff i think i did watch some of that one I yeah don't remember. i like that one but yeah prank panel hit and miss hit and miss I mean, cool, right. Knoxville and uh, Eric Andre, you know. All right. You going to check oh, it out? Isn't, isn't that, wait, isn't this the show that Eric Andre quit for a minute or tried to because Johnny kept messing with him? I don't know. I mean, it's in the middle of its first season, so. No, look that up because I remember I was watching – Something and Eric Andre was like, I almost quit because he didn't like that Johnny kept doing stuff to him. Because if you guys are familiar with Jackass and he, they were constantly doing uh, st- unscripted stuff that they filmed that they added into the show or the movies or whatever. But yeah, maybe he was something like that. He almost he almost quit because John because of Johnny. Maybe yeah. <laughs> may make sense like i don't know how many other shows they would have done together <laughs> or why they'd be doing this one now i'll have to check it what's it on hulu also prank panel all right, all right. this next one is a documentary this is on showtime uh if you have paramount plus uh check it out there if you don't have showtime uh but i remember seeing um can't remember where I heard. I was watching something, and they they showed the the little trailer for this. And this is it came out this year. It's an hour and forty minutes, and it's all up in the biz. The it's a documentary on the life of uh, Biz Marquis. Biz Marquis college uh, and celebrities, celebrity celebrity interviews, rare film reenactments, and playful animation. Who left his mark in history of hip hop? This is directed by Sasha Jenkins, also written by Sasha Jenkins and Andre Wilkins. Uh, and the people that they interviewed was uh, Nick Cannon, Dapper Dan, Tara Davis. Uh, I believe Tara Davis is um, Biz Marquis' wife. 
uh, Dougie Fresh, Fat Joe, and Daryl McDaniels, DMC, Tracy Morgan, uh, Roxanne Shante, uh, Big Daddy Kane, uh, Rakim. Who else? There were there were some other ones. It was just a bunch of people that they uh, interviewed, and it it was really good. If you guys don't know who Bismarck is, if uh, I know the young, some of the younger generation, they found out of him because of uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, but it was just the beginning of when he started his hip hop career, to his up and down, his court battle when he was. Uh, sampling stuff when you shouldn't have. This was all before the whole sampling thing, before the laws came up into the, in the play and everything, and his rise to fame, and then to where he just didn't want to do hip hop no more, and then just started DJing. Uh, he did some acting, and then he was um, he was just doing all kinds of stuff. He produced people. He uh, he found he's the guy that found Big Daddy Kane. Um, and it was really good. What I, what I loved about just listening to all the stories of all these people that that knew Biz and what he done for hip hop and what he did to change people's lives uh, within the hip hop game, I thought that was really cool. But the stuff that was kind of rough, he, I believe he was dealing with um, diabetes and he just didn't take care of himself. Um. Uh, when he passed, I didn't know what what happened. They just all I saw was Bismarck. He he passed, and I was like, "Oh, weak! What happened?" And uh, I didn't really know what happened. So they kind of um, went into this. He he got really sick, and then he was in he was in the hospital, and he just didn't make it. And this was all during the pandemic, when he was in the hospital, to where nobody could go see him. Uh, his wife had to sneak in there to see him, but then once she was in there, they kind of just just let her let her stay there. He uh, passed uh, July um, of 2021. He was 57. Um, but his career of like I said, what he did in hip hop, I knew most of it. It was the stuff after once he stopped emceeing. Man, he emceed here and there, of course, because he's the DJ and everything. And I'm sure everybody, usually what everyone uh, associates him is with the, the one song was probably his biggest song, Just a Friend. I love that song. I loved it when I first heard it. And then I know everyone was like, oh, this is dumb. This is dumb. And Renee didn't like Biz Marquee at all. She just, who is this guy? And I was like, she, but she didn't know. I knew who Biz was. I mean, I remember listening to his his little uh, demo tapes that he had, listening to college radio. This is all before he was big, before that first album came out. I knew the name. I knew who Biz Markey was. But then when the video started coming, I was all about it, man. It, it was cool, man. Just everything that he had done, uh, his albums. And then he just his, just kind of disappeared for a minute. I mean, this was all this, how I... Uh, radio, magazines, and stuff like that. That's how I knew of Biz Marquee. College radio to when, when nobody knew who he was to when he became somebody and he was on all the, the radio stations, the big radio stations and everything. The only song they ever really heard on mainstream radio was Just a Friend. Every now and then, Vapors. Every, maybe once in a while, um, um, 
Nobody Beats the Biz or one of those type of songs. I mean, it was just, it was rare that you really ever heard anything else other than just a friend. So it, it was, it was just stuff like that. Biz is going off. I mean, he had, he had a few albums and like I said, he was doing uh, acting. He popped up here and he popped up there. He even popped up in Men in Black 2. He was one of the aliens. And he was beatboxing on there. I remember when he came on the screen, I was like, oh, yeah, biz. I thought that was awesome. But um, I was glad that I got to meet Biz Marquis. I met him at Comic-Con one year. Um, he was uh, doing a signing at the Yo Gabba Gabba booth. Bunch of little kids all standing up again. It was, um, I remember I was walking along. I wasn't walking in the center of the exhibit hall. I was walking off to the side because it's not the traffic isn't that heavy over there. But uh, there was somebody holding a sign that said, Meet Biz Marquis. And I went, what? And I looked over at the booth, and he was just sitting there signing autographs and taking pictures with little kids. So I got I saw the line, and there was just a bunch of little kids. It must have been about 20, 25 kids standing there. And I, there was a lady at the end holding the sign. This is the end. I said, "Is it? You, did you cap it?" She goes, "No. You want to? You want to meet him?" I said, "Yeah." So I jumped in line. I'd say me, maybe one or two other guys, older guys. I'd say I was the oldest one in the line, and a bunch of little kids and their mom. And they they all knew him and loved him. They again for that TV show, which is awesome because I don't think they would know that he did what he did for hip hop. So I was just sitting there watching all these little kids with these big, huge smiles on their faces, just, just getting him to sign whatever poster that they had and taking pictures with him. And when I got up there, uh, the lady was like, do you want a poster? It wasn't a poster of him. It was just Yo Gabba Gabba and all the characters on. There. And um, I said, no, no, no. I said, I, I just want to meet him and, and get a picture. I said, oh, yeah, go ahead. So I walked up to him and I said, what's up, Biz? Hey, man, thanks for everything you did for hip hop. And I just told him when I first heard him on some college radio stations, he was like, all right, oh, man, cool, cool. He was hella cool. He looked, he seemed like he was tired. I don't know how long he was sitting there. But it was that, I was just so happy that I got to meet, meet him. He was one of my hip hop idols. And when I found out he passed, I was like, <laughs> but I, I was glad that I got to meet him. I was glad that I got to have just that minute or two talking with him and thanking him for what he, he had done. And thank you for all the awesome music that he had made uh, for everybody. And I did, I did say, hey, I loved you in Men in Black. I thought you were awesome. He was like, oh, right on, man. That was fun. So I got the picture with him and I kind of just shook him shook his hand gave him a quick little hug it was i say hey, man right on man be safe and uh it was the only time that i uh that i got to to see him the only time i seen him never saw him perform or anything either or dj but i was glad that i got to meet him i was glad i got to talk to him the diabolical biz um hearing everybody's interviews and everything on how they met biz and what he did for them for their careers i thought that was all cool but the saddest part in this other than when we find out how he passed um there's they used uh um his wife i don't know whose idea was it but they used uh they had like a puppet like those um muppet looking puppets it looked like biz marquee and he was laying 
in a hospital bed. And there was, I guess he just, he couldn't talk. He couldn't uh, move much. And it was just, they just used a lot of little scenes in between interviews on how he, when he first went into the hospital and how he was kind of going up and up and down, but then it got to where he just wasn't going to make it. And, and he passed in the hospital. And uh, a lot of the guys that were interviewing, the, a lot of guys and gals, they were like, it was sad that they didn't get to go see him. Because they couldn't, because during that time during the pandemic, they weren't letting anybody in the hospital. So it was it was it was lucky enough for his wife that she was able to get to be there with him. And it it was it was sad listening to to all the stories of how people found out and when they when they found out he was in the hospital. I guess he was at home and he just wasn't. Feeling good, she thought his wife thought he was just tired. He was laying on the couch, but then when she was trying to talk to him, he was like unresponsive. So she had to call the cops or the um the ambulance and the paramedics, and they came. Cause she it was she said when they came, it took them forever to come in, and she was like, "Well, what's going on? Why why aren't they coming in?" Again, this was during the pandemic. They had to mask up, glove up everything, basically hazmat suit up before they went in there because they didn't know i mean they didn't know was he sick with covid or did they didn't know but they were just being safe and then they, i guess it took them a while to get get in there but they got him to the hospital and everything and he just lived out the last uh few days of his life in the hospital and everything so but it was a really awesome documentary i was glad uh that they did it and I'll definitely watch this again. Maybe not anytime soon because it was, I was watching this at work and I was sitting there wiping the tears out of my eyes uh, during some of the scenes. But it was really good listening to all his friends and his family um, talk about him. And, and it was awesome. A lot of stories I didn't know. I knew the stories of his career, but I didn't know the people that he helped out that helped him do stuff of course he had to deal with some little gold diggers and everything here and there the people were just his friend because of who he was and money and everything they they said he did have to deal with that type of stuff but he was a genuine guy nobody ever had anything bad to say about him it was all it was all good i'm sure he might have had enemies here and there but it was he lived his life and he did what he had to do and they said he was always Really friendly with everybody. so And I can contest to that to where he was really cool with me. And he was really awesome with all those little kids that went up to him. And got pictures and autographs from him. I kind of should have got an autograph. But I was like, you know what? I just wanted to meet the man and to get a picture with him. And I'm glad that, that I got that. I'm going to eventually put that picture in a frame. And hang it in here in the studio. So, but Yeah. If you guys have Paramount Plus or just Showtime and, and you are a fan of the biz, you've probably already seen this. But if you haven't, uh, it's definitely a good documentary. If you don't know who he is or maybe your kids know who he is and you want to know who, why they like him so much. Definitely check out All Up in the Biz. Awesome documentary. What else you got? All set. No more TV? No more. All right. No movies for you? No. I mean, I already gave my uh, 
Turtles review before. All right, <laughs> All right really quick. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. I took my uh, grandson Daniel to the movies. It was his very first time. He was good the first half hour, 45 minutes. After that, he started getting fidgety. But he did. He liked what he, when the action and everything was going on. Uh, he liked it. Um, it's rated PG. His hour and 39 minutes. Uh, the film follows the Turtle Brothers as they work to earn the love of New York City while facing down an army of mutants. Uh, director Jeff Rowe and Kyler Spears, and I won't go through the whole cast and everything, but as far as the artwork, amazing. I just what I just saw at, on the, in the trailer, but watching the whole movie and everything, I loved every minute of this movie. Um, the characters, I thought the voice actors did a really good job. The action was awesome in it. Um, yeah, man. I mean, if you are a fan of the turtles, this is, I don't know how many origin stories we're going to get of these guys, but it was kind of right on. They, they, the ooze, the turtles, and they grew up and then the sewer. Um, I was like, okay, Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan is Chinese and ninjutsu is Japanese, but okay. Look over that. My biggest problem with this film, either I don't know, they got the best service in the sewer or who got these phones for them, but they all had cell phones. And when they were down in the sewer, they were texting and phone calls and online. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Um, maybe it depends on who your service is. When, when I, I have T-Mobile, oh, no, the last time I was in New York, I had Verizon and it sucked. Um Maybe T-Mobile will be better the next time I go to New York. But, oh, man, they probably had better service than me, and they were in the sewer. But other than that, I thought it was an awesome film. I loved every minute of it. The artwork was amazing on what they did. It looked like claymation, but drawn, maybe some CGI added as well. But I, I don't know what they did. To, to make this I want to watch some making stuff But oh my god I thought it was awesome How about and the that 90s hip How about that The 90s hip hop was they, awesome uh, How about that scene early when they uh, Looked like Eastman and Laird Style Yeah when they when they drew them out Yeah oh When they had the wide eyes I was like I was like whoa wait a minute Is this how they're going to look the whole time Because I would have been there But no but they they showed then they showed their eyeballs and everything. But I, I was like, yeah. Um, the, the hashtag this is not my turtles, but I loved this movie. I liked the last movie they did. The um, I think it was just TMNT or wh whatever it was called. Um, that one came out 2007. I thought that one was cool. Um, the animated one. Not the uh, big giant live action one. I like those two. I thought that was cool. But I liked what they did there. I liked what they did with uh, April O'Neil. I thought she was really cool. Um, who was that? A.O. Ed Debris. I think that's how you say her name. I liked her. I thought she was really cool. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady were awesome. I loved how they looked. Uh, it took me a minute to, to to realize who was who, but once uh, Bebop was talking, you can clearly know that was Seth Rogen and uh, John Cena as Rocksteady. I thought that was awesome. 
Um, but everything was in a uh, what's his name? Ice Cube as Superfly. That was cool. And everything. Who was the little skateboarding? Was that Paul? Paul okay, that was Paul Rudd. He was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't know Post Malone was in this, but all right, cool. Ray but Fal- overall, <laughs> oh, that's who that was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this movie is awesome. Uh, it is violent. Um, and there was a, it looked like some guys died in it because uh, they stabbed someone in the face and he laid there. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, this is, it's already been out for a while. So that's why I said, you know, I'm going to take Daniel to see it. And like I said, he was cool the first uh, 45 minutes and then he started to get all fidgety and started looking around. It was the first time he's ever been to a movie theater. He didn't even know where we were going and all that. Because when I said, we're going to the movies, like, what's that? I said, it's like watching a big giant TV. So he was happy. Sat there with his popcorn and his drink and everything, but this turtle, this turtle movies, oh man, this this was hell good. I, I loved it. Uh, I'm definitely buying it when it comes out, and uh, I want to. Um, don't think I'll see it again in the theater, but I'll definitely uh, watch it uh, some more. I'm sure it'll pop up on Paramount Plus before it, they pull it, or before it comes out on Blu-ray. So, but yeah, if you guys uh, haven't seen Turtles yet, uh, go check it out. If you're a Turtles fan, but you've probably already seen it anyway. So, But yeah, Turtles, uh, Mutant Mayhem, awesome, awesome film. All right. This next film, it, uh, it came out last year, but it, it came to America this year. So it's definitely uh, a this year film. It was released uh, July 28th of this year. And I believe this was all up in Canada. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, it was here in America. Uh, and this is War Pony, rated R, to hour and 55 minutes. The interlocking stories of two young Oglala Lakota men growing up on the Pine Ridge Reservation. This is directed by Gina Gamel and Riley. Ooh, I can't even pronounce that last name. Uh, but this stars a bunch of people that I didn't even know who they were. Uh, I'm going to gonna kill this first name. Angelic Aurora, I think that's how you say. Sean Baker, uh, Ayana Red Bear, Jessica Poor Bear, Norma Blacksmith, Siobhan Brewer, Sharae Brewer, Jennifer Yellow Bull, uh, Marcero Long Black Cat, uh, Tayamini Long Black Cat, uh, ooh. Wakinyan, Long Black Cat. See, I'm I'm killing everyone's name. Uh, no disrespect, everyone. I just, uh, if I heard the name, I'd be able to pronounce it better. But this film, it was kind of a rough watch, but it, it was really, really good. Uh, I th- I rented it, so you can rent it as well. And uh, it's out there because I, I saw it. <laughs> but I rented it because I wanted to. The money to go to the the creators of this film but it was it was based on just two kids uh an older boy and a younger kid uh, a life on the res of just it, it was depressing it was sad but but it was all too true on what was going on with these two of just growing up in the hell that is is their lives uh them trying to do good and then just a lot of bad things going on uh, dealing with them, there was uh, the older character. I cannot remember his name. 
he was just trying he has a kid and he was just trying to get money but his baby's mama's it wasn't having it uh he gets he thinks he has a good job but the the guy that he's working for turns out to be an asshole uh the other younger kid he is just trying to survive he uh gets beat uh by other kids and he gets kicked out of his house and he's just trying to survive out in the pine ridge reservation it was basically just a a survival film and this story is all too true uh, i've never been to the pine ridge reserve but i hear stories and i have friends that are from there and they seen this film and they said this it was true it was sad to watch he goes but it's like worse not everywhere on that res but he said there's there's stuff like this that goes on over there and it's not just on this res on the pine ridge res it's on a lot of reservations. I'm, I've heard stories. Uh, a friend of mine, um, his mom just couldn't, could she didn't have money or anything. She couldn't, couldn't raise him. So his aunt came. She lived in California. His aunt came out there to visit one time, and it was uh, his his mom's. His aunt was his mom's sister, and she was like. And he was like a little kid. I don't know if he was a baby, but she was like, I can't, I can't take care of him. Can you? So he went and grew up with his aunt and his uncle in in California. Uh, He's doing good. He's doing his thing. He's still, he's still out there. But that story, when I heard that story and I was like, wow, really? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, it's "It's not just me. It's, it's a a lot, a lot like that over there on that res. I, I eventually want to make it to Pine Ridge. Uh, at some point um but this story it was it was rough man it was, it was a rough watch i was kind of like oh, oh my god one of my buddies seen it uh shout out to uh ian from uh, native film talk he's the one that uh told me about this film and so uh he was able to see it earlier he he got a screener from uh, one of the producers and I was like, oh, man. So I searched and I saw that it was uh, I could rent it. So I checked it out. But, man, this movie was really good. You can rent it on Prime. It's only like uh, $4.99. But this is definitely something I think everyone should watch. It's a slow burn. Don't expect any action or anything in it. It's just the story of these two the, these two young men. And the thing that, that I liked about it the most is they did not know each other. Both living on the same res. But they didn't know each other. They didn't know the struggles of what both of them were going through. But it was a really, really good film. I really, I really enjoyed what was happening in it. Uh, made, laughed at some of it, made me mad with a lot of it, and then it, it also made me sad. It was a really, really good film. I highly recommend this film. Not sure if it's going to be streaming if anything it might be on netflix uh eventually but i i think you guys should rent rent this film and help out the 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 directors and everybody that was in it so yeah this is war pony and you can rent it on wherever you rent movies but prime is where i where i rented it from so all right moving on this was a big one Uh, i finally got out to see it uh i saw it it was filmed in IMAX. I was like, what was really to see in IMAX? Um, 
This is a uh, Christopher Nolan to Oppenheimer. Uh, it was rated R and it was three hours. Uh, it flew by because I was so into what was going on with this. I don't know if this was the actual true story on on what happened. Maybe he was just jazzed up for the for the movies. I don't know. But this was written by Christopher Nolan, uh, Kai Bird, and Martin Sherwin. It's the story of an American scientist, J. Robert Robert Oppenheimer, and his role in the development of, of the atomic bomb. Uh, this stars uh, Cillian Murphy, uh, Scarecrow as Oppenheimer, Emily Blunt as his wife, Kitty Oppenheimer, Matt Damon as Leslie Gross, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Louis Strauss. Oh, man, he was an asshole in this movie. <laughs> uh, Han Solo, Alden Ehrenrich Aaron, or whatever. He was a... Uh, Senate aide, Scott Grimes. I hadn't seen him in a while. It was cool to see him. He was just one of the other dudes. Jason Clark was in this. Kurt Coahel, John Goins, Tony Goldwyn, uh, Kenneth Branagh. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, And a bunch of other people. Oh, and what's her name? Um, Black Widow's sister. What the heck is that chick's name? You know what I'm talking about? Um, Florence Pugh. <laughs> she was in this. Uh, I was shocked. She was bearing it all. <laughs> Everybody. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, damn, what rated is this movie? I didn't realize it was rated R. <laughs> but I was like, okay, cool. Right on. Party. Um, there was a lot of people in this that popped up in it. Casey Affleck was in this. Um, Olivia Thurnbly, is that her name? Yeah, she popped up in this. I was like, whoa, there was hella people in this movie. Um, and it was cool. I, I liked what was going on in it. Again, I don't know if this was the the true story uh, of what happened uh, to this gentleman. Um, and who was the guy that played... Uh, Einstein. There was another. There was Einstein was in this. I don't know who the actor was that played him. Tom Cot Conti. He played Albert Einstein. All right. What I learned from this film: don't trust the government. Uh, again, I don't know if this was a true story, but damn, they did him dirty. Build this for us. Build this for us. And then when he did, and they just tried to take him down. <laughs> I was like, damn. It was. It, w- it wasn't a courtroom drama, but it was. But it was like a courtroom drama because he wasn't in court. It was just a lot of uh, talking, uh, trying to get to the bottom of everything. They were trying to blame him for this and and blame him for that. Uh, but it, it all just turned out to be jealousy of what. Uh, he did and and how smart he was and and making the atomic bomb when they actually showed uh the bomb go off i thought it would be like spectacular but it wasn't really um but i mean it's um they didn't show when they dropped the bombs on japan they didn't show any of that they just they he, they made he made him the bombs they took them from him the next scene you heard that you hear a newscast saying that they dropped them 
on Japan. And I was like, oh man. And then he was then he was just thinking about what happened. What what did he do? Did, do what? Just the aftermath of him imagining people being burned up and dying from from his creation. Um, that that made me sit there and think, like, man, I don't, I don't think I can do that. I mean, it'd be rough. It'd be rough. I mean, like Big Bang Theory. I learned a lot of my science from Big Bang. They were making a um a guidance system. And uh, it was just to help guidance, some guidance out and everything. But the military found out that they were making that and they took it from them. And because when they were asking them, it was, uh, what's his name? Uncle Frank. He was, uh, or Uncle Hank from uh, Breaking Bad, that guy. He, he, was, he was the military guy that took it from them. Because then they asked him, what, what are you going to do with this? And he was like, oh, that's none of your business. What we do with it. Because they were worried about them using it for like missiles uh, and everything, but they're like, "Well, you guys m- make it for us, and don't worry about what we're doing with it." So he knew what they were going to do. Oppenheimer knew what they were going to do with this, and it was it was all during uh, after World War II and everything, and uh, every everything. I mean, there was even people calling him a Nazi uh, at some point. I remember reading some other things uh, about him and everything because they were saying they thought he was in cahoots with Russia and, and all these other people and the, and the Nazis and, and everything. It, it was it was crazy, <laughs> but it was a really, really good film. I loved what was going on. I did learn a lot. I don't know if it was all true or was it all Hollywood, but what was going on in this film was was crazy and what he did and what they did to make this basically. Uh, they skipped over the the scenes when they went over and stole all the land from the from the indigenous population that was over there. They mentioned it. They said, "Well, what was here before? Ah, just some Indians come here with some burial grounds. It's all right." Basically, stealing their land and desecrating the the sacred land that they had. But that's just what white people do at that, at this time. They just go in there and steal and take everything. I was like, man, they they mentioned it, but they just totally skipped over all of that. Uh, read some books and and learn on uh, what what really happened. They they just skim over what, what they did in, in this movie uh, with it. Because one of my cousins, uh, he was really going off uh, when this movie was coming out because he wanted to know if they were gonna uh, tackle that subject. I was when he said that, and I was I did some reading. I was like, they ain't going to show all this. <laughs> so, but Hollywood, everyone. But yeah, I mean, that that's basically what I learned from this film is don't trust the government. They'll do you dirty. So, but this was a really, really good film. I thought it was awesome. I thought the cinematography was cool. Uh, I believe it was all shot in IMAX, but I, if you saw it in IMAX, cool, but I didn't really think that it needed to be. I mean, because when, when the big giant scenery shots, when they're out in uh, in the desert and everything, yeah, cool. That would look cool on the screen. But when I see IMAX films, I, I, I mainly go see it for the action and uh, the the special effects and everything that's on the screen. This was It was just a lot of scenery shots and everything that was going on. But it's still in the theater, so definitely uh, get out and see it. If you're in an area where they're showing it on uh, 
an IMAX and the 70 millimeter or the 35 millimeter film, definitely go see it that way. I just saw it here in my local uh, town. So it was probably just digital, but uh, Eric, when we saw the trailer, I don't remember what we went and seen. He saw the trailer for this. He was really interested in it. So uh, we both went and seen it, but yeah, this movie was pretty dope, man. If you guys haven't seen it and uh, there's nothing to spoil. I mean, if, if you guys uh, know your history on, who he was and what he did. I mean, it's it was just there on the screen for you. Was Heisenberg thought, in it? Uh, he's mentioned, but it uh, wasn't. Uh, was he in it? Because Eric no, was I going mean, out about not Walter White. I mean, the actual no. historical Heisenberg. <laughs> uh, oh, they mentioned him. I can't remember if he was in it. Because I, I remember Eric going, that would have been awesome if Brian Cranston was Heisenberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, Gary, Gary Gary Oldman, he was in it. Uh, I love Gary Oldman. He can play any role and, and make it his. He was uh, Harry President Harry Truman. <laughs> and fuck Truman. But <laughs> he, he was awesome. Gary Oldman, he's like one of my favorite actors. He can do anything. Any role you hand him, he'll do it and make it his. Uh, I didn't know he was in it. When he popped up on the screen, I was like, oh, fuck, that's Gary Oldman. So I thought that was all. I just called him Sid Vicious. That's who he, he always is to me. Or uh, Commissioner Gordon. But, yeah, I mean, this movie was awesome. Definitely uh, check it out, everybody. Uh, oh, I forgot to put this in the notes. This is a, a new film. Came out. Uh, Friday, yesterday we were recording this on Saturday. I s- yeah, I saw it Friday. I didn't see it Thursday night. But this is the new DC film, Blue Beetle. An alien scarab chooses. I need to. Uh, I missed the very first five minutes of the film, so I need to uh, find it and, and see the beginning. <laughs> but uh, an alien scarab chooses college graduate uh, Jaime uh, Reyes to be its symbiotic host uh, bestowing a teenager with a suit of armor and it's capable of an extraordinary and unpredictable powers forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero known as Blue Beetle this was directed by Angel uh, Manuel Soto and it was written by Gareth Danette uh, Oxler I think who is this director what else has this guy made Okay, I don't know any of these things that he's made. Never heard of any of it. I believe he is Puerto Rican. All right. Anyway, but this Blue Beetle, this stars. Uh, all I know him is um the kid from uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, is it Zolo? I'm not even going to try with his last name. <laughs> and there's a, uh, he played Jaime Reyes, a Becca G as, ooh, the, the voice of the, his suit, the Kaja Da or whatever. Alberto Reyes, or uh, his dad, uh, Alberto Reyes, was played by Damien Alcazar, a Brenna, Bruna Marquez as Jenny Cord. Uh, G. Lo himself, George Lopez, uh, played his uncle, Rudy Reyes. Uh, Adriana Barzera as Nina Reyes. Um, 
Belisa Escobedo as Margolo Reyes. I think that's how you say your name. Um, uh, shout out to Rachel because that's who uh, <laughs> this character uh, reminded me of when I was watching the film. A Alpahita. El- I think I'm saying I'm butchering these names, everyone. Carrillo as uh, Rico or Ricardo Reyes. Uh, Academy. I think she's Academy Award winner. Susan Sarandon. I think she is. I could be wrong. Uh, Victoria Cord, a Harvey Gulliman as Dr. Sanchez, and a bunch. Oh, um, Raul Max Trujillo is uh, Carl Pax. He was badass. And a bunch of other people. All right. I am not that knowledgeable of the character Blue Beetle. Are you? No. I know uh, he's in like the Justice League and animation and the comics and whatnot but other than that uh i have a pop of his from uh, uh the uh, de los muertos so that's the blue beetle i'm familiar with i got the pop like two three years ago so but otherwise no i mean i knew who he was but i didn't know the the history of him uh there was a scene when they when they find uh, the, the the real blue beetles a uh, little hideout and they were the old costumes they had there when they showed them. Uh, it was a shout out to uh, some of the, the old comic book stuff, which I thought was really cool. Um, but as far as a movie goes, oh man, this movie was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. A lot, a lot of action, a lot of comedy in it. And uh, I hate when they do this to me. I was wiping my eyes. Had a few scenes uh, in this, but I really liked what was going on. Um, it just looked like Iron Man to me. Uh, if you guys have seen the trailer and the pictures of, of how he looks when he has the suit on. Um, I It was cool. I, I loved what was happening in this film. The story was heart, heartfelt and everything. And the action, the CGI was really cool. Uh, the soundtrack was good. If you're familiar, familiar with... Uh, Spanish music. I knew a lot of the songs. I couldn't tell you who the artists were. Um, there were some uh, real famous songs that were all sung in Spanish uh, throughout the film. So I thought that was really cool. But man, this this movie was good. I wasn't expecting it much. I mean, I, I like the kid that plays uh, Jaime in it because because of Cobra Kai. So I w- again, I was not expecting much, and I know. Um, George Lopez has kind of been under under fire for I don't know he he said some stuff and uh, the community kind of went after him for a little bit but but what was going on in this film I loved all of it I thought it was really cool um, everybody in it to to his family uh, I loved his grandma his grandma was awesome uh, she was probably one of my favorite characters in it. And everything, but once uh, all the action and everything kicked in, even even the bad guys, the Carapax dude or whatever his name, I thought that was really awesome. Uh, it is pretty violent, and it did look like people died in it, especially when he was when they were fighting him and he was killing all these. Um, uh, I assume they were bad guy soldiers and everything, because there was a big old shootout and everything. It was going on in this film, but everything about this film I, I enjoyed. 
Um, they do mention Superman. They do mention Batman. Uh, George Lopez character called Batman a fascist. And I thought that was a little funny. Um, you do have to read a lot of it because um, they're speaking Spanish. Uh, his grandma was always speaking Spanish. She spoke Spanglish. She says a few little English things, but majority of the stuff she said uh, you had to read. So, But I thought that was really cool. And what I love the most is I saw this with the Spanish crowd. Uh, and they were laughing at everything, all the jokes um, and everything that was going on, all the stuff that was being said in Spanish, even some of the stuff that didn't have subtitles. Yeah, it was a joke, and they were, everyone would start laughing. I, I don't understand Spanish, so I didn't know what they are laughing at. But I loved what was going on. I want to see this again. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted, was willing to pay the IMAX to go see this. But I think I'm going to go pay it, pay it again and see it in IMAX because I just saw it on a regular uh, movie screen. But I thought this movie was awesome. Uh, it was cool to uh, have this character. And it was cool. They, they even said it in the film. George Lopez is, hey, man, we finally get a, uh, a superhero that looks like us. Basically, a Mexican superhero uh, in, in action and everything. So I was like, cool, right on. I thought that was really cool. But... Um, like I said, I did not think this movie was going to be all that. I figured oh, I'll check it out. It's another comic book movie to, to see. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was an awesome film. I kind of wanted to do some some research on who who actually who Blue Beetle is. Because uh, I did already hear that, oh, man, they did they left this out. They left that out. I'm like, oh, come on. It's just only the first movie. Come on. And a lot of people don't even know who this character is. Because when I told Renee what I was seeing, she was, who's that? I said, it's a comic book movie. She never heard of them. <laughs> so, but uh, Blue Beetle, definitely worth checking out. Um, of course, it's going to be on the the comic book list, but don't know where yet. We still need to watch uh, some other things that are coming. What else is coming, comic book-wise? Uh, Marvel's doesn't come out till November. Uh, Aquaman comes out in December. Other than that, uh, I can't think of anything else that's due this year. So just those two. Yeah. What have we had so far this year? We Spider-Man, had I remember that. Ant-Man, Spider-Man, Hulk, Turtles. Uh, right, Shazam. We had Flash. We had Guardians Volume Three. And this. Yep. And we got two more. Yep. So throwing in turtles and Spider-Man, um, beyond the Spider-Verse or whatever the hell it was called. Those. So that's uh, nine, eight or nine. But I think Shazam was better than it got credit for. I don't remember it. I need to watch it again. (laughs) I'm thinking of Black. uh, I'm thinking of Black Adam. (laughs) Black Adam. Did you end up seeing that? I did. What did you right. think of it? I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, it was I mean, it was, it was better than I thought it was. Than everyone was saying. Um, right. I liked it. Sucks that we ain't getting any more. But uh, nope, all fell right. apart. No, and it killed me by showing Henry Cavill as Superman again. And no, we're not getting any. But yeah, but Blue Beetle. Um, I say go see it. I really enjoyed this film. Again, like I said, I want to go see it again. And uh, I want to see it in IMAX because right here it says filmed for IMAX. So 
cool. Hopefully they use the whole screen because there was a lot, a lot of action in this and what was going on. I'm watching the trailer now. They're showing way too much. So if you haven't seen the trailer yet, avoid it and go see <laughs> um, Blue Beetle. Uh, it wasn't packed. It was in one of the bigger theaters in Park Lane. It wasn't packed, but there was a lot of people in there. I mean, it was mainly everyone sitting kind of, excuse me, in the center seats. I, I sat way in the back, so I was all right. But Blue Beetle, I give it two thumbs up. Go see it. And that is it for movies. Where are we at now? You there? Sports. Uh, I don't know. What do you got? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the NBA offseason is still in full swing. The uh, FIBA World Basketball Championships is going on, but I don't have access to Fox Sports 1, so I haven't been able to watch. I've just been able to keep up uh, on social when uh, they air it there. And uh, yeah, I just get to see the highlights, so... Other than that, yeah, waiting for the uh, NBA season to come back. I'm thinking about getting the uh, – I thought about it last year. I didn't end up doing it, but uh, the highest price version of NBA 2K, it's 150 But uh, if you just buy a league pass on its own, it's 120 So I was thinking about it. I didn't do it last year, but uh, considering it for this year. All right. Um, there was something sports-wise I was going to talk about. I can't remember now. But how much was it again? I'm sorry. If you just buy the league pass on its own, it's 120 So I was thinking about getting with NBA 2K because then you get the game for it all, all, all together for 150 So can it's you, can pricey, you, no sh- doubt. But can you uh, share? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go half because Renee says she's mad that she can't watch basketball. All right. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that was what I was going to say. Because <laughs> I remember Renee, she asked me if you had any kind of NBA thing. I was like, uh, I said, I think. I said, I don't know. <laughs> we will like, this year. All right. Well, she'll be able to watch. Uh, Warriors and everything. But any other sports? Nope. Good to go. All right. Star Wars. Ahsoka. Two mm-hmm. episode premiere. And that's this Tuesday, right? It is, which I'm so excited about because uh the way I would have to do it with these Wednesday releases is I already had like an early start, five, six AM. So I'd have to get up an uh, hour earlier. Uh, most times if I wanted to see it because it wouldn't make sense to wake up at midnight, watch it and go back to bed for a couple hours. So uh, I actually love this idea because I'm, I'm guessing this will be the way it'll happen going forward for shows like Loki, any other big releases instead of the midnight release, we're going to have the uh, 6 p.m. release on Tuesday. So, very fun. I'm very excited. 6 p.m. week. I'll still be at work. <laughs> I won't be able to. I don't want to watch it at work because I'm not going to be able to, like, sit and yeah enjoy it on my phone. <laughs> I'll sense. wait till I get home. So, no spoilers. Don't send me anything. 
I'll, I'll watch it when I I'll watch it when I get home. Right. <laughs> so much. I'm excited. Uh, everyone that got all the fans that got to go see it in Hollywood at that uh, Disney theater. Uh, everyone's ranting and raving about it. They they loved it. So we would love it. I, mean, I didn't I didn't love Andor, but it was a good show. Um, love this, this one, but Andor was more of a drama. This is going to be an action drama because Andor that there wasn't it was I wasn't expecting to be just shoot out shoot out and uh, getting this big space adventure. This one, of course, every episode ain't going to be action packed, but there's going to be enough in it to satisfy your uh, your Jedi and Sith needs or whatever whatever they're doing in this film or in this show. I don't know much about it. When is this taking place? In the timeline of the Mandalorian. Uh, in the Mandalorian season two, we had an episode featuring Ahsoka where uh, she faced off against uh, Morganeth uh, on that one planet. Morganeth makes an appearance in this show too. So um, in the end of uh, that Ahsoka episode, you may or may not remember, she asks where Thrawn is. So it like set the table for this series. So um, if you're not aware of the Rebels series, you're pretty much basically out of time. So it's not much of a spoiler. You've seen the trailers by now. You you would you would know that in Rebels at the very end, uh they're facing off against Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra sacrifices himself and he sends uh, both himself and Thrawn on a Star Destroyer into the unknown regions. So they're like lost in space. So that's kind of what this series is based upon. It's going to be the return of Thrawn and most likely the return of Ezra to the Rebels. Um, we see his little hollow recording that he left for his Rebel friends in Rebels. They've shown that in the trailer. So. That's a cool little touch. I'm sure we'll see him. They already showed that Thrawn returns. And there's a lot of talk out there that um, the way they make it back and one of the tie-ins that they're going to have is uh, the Knights of Ren uh, will make an appearance. Because I guess in the books and the comics, they are like masters of, the un- uh, of navigating the unknown region. So, yeah. Exciting! <laughs> Yeah, Rosario Dawson, she is Ahsoka, if you didn't know, if you didn't watch Mandalorian, so it was awesome. Uh, I loved, um, it was all the fans. I'm not saying, I want to give all the credit to the fans, because there was a lot of fan artwork drawing Ahsoka, I mean, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. This is all before they even uh, decided to do this. Everyone, the fans were choosing who they wanted to play her and i thought i think they picked an, an awesome an actor to do it. rosario dawson she's awesome in everything she's done beautiful young woman um but really really got me excited was mary elizabeth winstead uh being in this i was like oh i'm in i was all in already but now i'm really in uh it says hayden christensen's gonna reprise his role as anakin i don't know if it'll be darth vader but this is after all that so probably not but um, Ray Stevenson, he passed uh, a few months back. He's also in this as Balin Skull. 
I don't know if he's going to continue with this. Maybe they'll get someone else. I don't know. But um, this what it says here on IMDb. After the fall of the Galactic Empire, former Jedi Knight. Uh, was she a Jedi Knight? Yes. All right. But she left the uh, Ahsoka Tano. Before, uh, the Clone Wars ended. Uh, Ahsoka Tano investigates an emerging threat to the vulnerable galaxy. Dave Filoni's creator. And have you seen the trailer? Oh my God. It just, it was, it was, I was hyped uh, for what we got. But yeah, well, we got a little bit of her in uh, Mandalorian. Uh, she was the one that was able to let us all know that uh, Baby Yoda was named, was uh, the child was named Grogu. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh, I love that picture of her when her and Grogu are, are leaning in and touching foreheads. That's just an amazing shot and everything. But, oh, man, I, I can't wait for this. Uh, it's only eight episodes. Please be an hour long or 45 minutes, not this half hour that they keep in, they've been doing to us. Uh, is this a one and is this a one and done? Maybe we'll see. Um, I know what they are doing though is uh, they're going to take Ahsoka here. They're going to take Skeleton Crew, which is an upcoming show with Jude Law, and they're going to take another season of Mandalorian, and they're going to feed that into a theatrical movie uh, based on all the three, and that's probably going to be called Heir to the Empire. It's not gonna go from the comic books, so I don't care. Just give us give us more Star Wars. <laughs> so, but if you guys remember that story or that comic book story, but anyway, uh, Ahsoka, I'm ready. Um, as far as Star Wars news, that's the only big thing right now. Uh, yep. Just a lot of this, a lot of this and that of everything else that's coming. But Ahsoka is the big thing that's coming uh, next week, this next Tuesday, and. I'm going to stay off everything until I get home and watch it. <laughs> so, but uh, it says uh, two episode premiere. Is it this Wednesday or is it Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Wednesday. This is Wednesday here, but all right. It just got moved it, that the other day. Okay. Either way, I'm watching it. Two episodes. So uh, everyone that saw it, um, I didn't see too many spoilers, so I guess you can't spoil too much in two episodes. But either way, it'd be awesome. I wish we were able to see it before everyone else, but can't have everything. But yeah, as far as Star Wars, that is it for this episode. And we are on to collecting, and we are almost out of here. No three-hour show. Uh, I got to get up and get my stuff, so kick us off with your stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, always got arrivals coming in. I, uh, went down to pick up, uh, my, uh, fifth brother pop from, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, pretty cool pop. I kind of turned him to an angle and it kind of works as the Inquisitor that's seen in this new Ahsoka show. So I might use him for an op for that. Uh, also just recently, uh, in the mail arrived, uh, Darth Vader in the TIE fighter. It's kind of like a train set piece, uh, for honor of, uh, Disney 100. I haven't got the other pieces and I probably won't. Well, actually I did get one. I got the Mickey steamboat Mickey in the car, but I didn't get Walt is the train conductor, 
they're going to do miles on top of a train car. I kind of want to get that one too, but this one's pretty cool. Yeah, Vader and the little mini TIE fighter uh, pop. So there's that. I got, uh, I already mentioned Obi-Wan soda. Just kind of looking at the stuff in front of me. Oh, um, got a pretty good deal on the Red Saber series. I was waiting for these to go down in price, and they finally hit a price. I'm not sure they're going to go much lower than that. They were already pretty high priced in the first place, considering they're just a basic pop and then like attached to a larger base, like a lava base that glows in the dark. There's this GameStop exclusive, uh, Dark Side user red red lightsaber series as it says um but yeah i picked up ones that i didn't have savage press darth tyrannus count dooku and uh, darth vader i already had uh palpatine sidious but uh now the only one i'm missing is maul so they didn't have that one here locally they do still have it on the site and it's at a decent price i think it was like 16 17 bucks but the only problem is then they want like another seven bucks shipping so uh, i haven't pulled the trigger yet but i probably should just to finish off the set but uh, yeah i guess that'll do it for me for this week i did pick up uh asteroid city on blu-ray that came out this week so saw that's on peacock yeah yeah that's awesome but yeah had to have it for the collection obviously um, but you're waiting for the criterion those take too long though because i'm still waiting for uh isle of dogs and uh, french dispatch for those so it can take years so i just i just pick up the first edition and then when the criterion comes i gift the uh the first uh version <laughs> to those that need all right. Um, I got a couple things. Uh, I was over at Recycled Records in Reno. I saw that these two figures were out, but I only grabbed the one that I want. I'll go back and get the other one later. But this is Super 7. This is uh, Sex Pistols, Sid Vicious. Uh, they came out with some figures uh, a while back. And I was like, oh, my God. And when I was in Recycled Records, I saw that they had Johnny Rotten there. And then I went, do you guys have Sid Vicious? He was like, oh, wait a minute. I think it's behind him. So he had it, and I'm glad that he had it. If, you, if you're familiar with the Super 7 little figure, the, the reaction figures that they do, it's just like basic old school 80s figures, and they just do a little bit. But the Sid Vicious, he's, he's got his uh, signature uh, little lock necklace and his bass guitar, and it's cool. I wish he had a... Um, a black leather jacket on but he doesn't so but either way it's cool i'm a huge uh, sex pistols fan uh sid vicious wasn't the original bass player he i don't believe he recorded anything uh he wasn't he didn't play bass on uh, never mind the bullocks but everyone seems to think he did but he didn't so but he is a part a member of the sex pistols so i'm glad that i got this figure all right this next one uh, I was glad that I was able to find it. I didn't want to order it because I didn't want it to be all smashed when I got it. But I went into uh, Box Lunch in Reno, and they had it. The Big Pop Werewolf by Night. Ted, a.k.a. Man-Thing. Uh, if you saw the Werewolf by Night uh, 
little uh, sh- uh, little quick little episode they did. Was it last year when that was out? Yeah. Yeah. If you guys, are, if you guys even know who Man Thing is, uh, it was awesome. Uh, I want another one, or I might just open this and set him on the uh, the desk here. Um, I've always loved Man Thing, and I was super psyched uh, when I saw that he was in in the show. Um, I must, like I said, when we did our episode, our 31 Days of Horror last year, when we covered Werewolf by Night, I must have not really paid attention to that little trailer because they show him in the trailer. But when he popped up on the screen, I went, <gasps> I was so excited and he looked amazing. So I, I was happy. And then when you let me know that there, these pops were coming out, I only wanted this one. Um, they had them all there, but this is the one. Uh, that I wanted and it's one of the the bigger ones it's bigger than the the first uh, man thing that they came out with but I'm I'm glad I had it it was the only one in there too so I was kind of psyched that they uh that they had it because if they didn't I was gonna be mad I guess I just had to order it but all right the next two things (laughs) I gotta do this in video form so watch it on TikTok let me get it already Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? I am back with uh, more unwrappings. I got two Funko sodas from the Cobra Kai line. Uh, I had this last week, but I totally forgot about them. But this is uh, the Johnny Lawrence and the Daniel LaRusso. Both sealed. I'm showing you now, so I don't know what they are let me do johnny last i'm gonna start off with um daniel larusso let's open him up taking the wrapper off um cross your fingers is there i know you guys can't hear the zisu but i can in my in my headphones is there chases for these oh there is never mind yes yes says it right on the back find it find the chase for those of you says it right there that's what it looks like but let's Open this up, everyone. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, it is open. I am not looking in the can yet. Let me pull this out. I'm going to set this can over here and not look at it. It is fully sealed. I don't know why I got to show you guys for you non believers. So let's um, open this up. I don't know. Is it metallic or is the sculpt different? Do you know? Uh, pretty sure, yeah, like metallic. Oh, okay. Well, he doesn't look metallic, so. But this is uh Daniel Larusso, awesome. His little gi, his um Yagi Do, karate on the back, his signature bandana. Let me look in the can. I assume this isn't the chase. Oh, we just see Daniel Larusso's face. Um. Nope, we are losers. But Daniel Russo, cool. Cool little coin. Cool little figure. All right, I'm going to open the Johnny Lawrence one. Cross your fingers. If anything, I'd like this one to be the chase. Yep, there is one. This was the, uh, the summer convention limited edition ones. I'm sure the ones you got at Comic-Con had a different sticker, but... 
I ordered these from the Funko website. So let's open this one. And not looking in the can. Set that right there. Package wrapped. Let me open this. Please, please. And it doesn't look like it. I think we're losers again. Nope. Johnny Lawrence and his Cobra Kai Gi. Awesome, awesome. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. There's the coin. Obviously, we didn't get the chase, so. But either way, these are cool little uh, figures. I'm glad that I got them. I just wanted to get the, the Johnny Lawrence one, but having both of them, there's Johnny and there's Daniel. Awesome. You can have fights. You can kick and punch and everything. But cool little figures. I'm glad that I got both of them. I've been a Karate Kid fan since the first one came out. And when Cobra Kai came out, awesome, awesome series. If you have Netflix, definitely check it out there. And that is it this episode. Two Funko Sodas for you. And uh, we'll be back next time with more. As soon as uh, we get some more, something to unwrap for you guys. So, But with that, everyone, be safe out there. Party on. All right. That's it for the, the TikTok part, everyone. But, yeah, these are cool. Uh, I like them. Um, I need to get another shelf, I guess, and put my little um, Funko Soda guys. How many do I have? I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got twelve of these little things. So, but uh, as far as collecting, everyone, that is all that I got. And we're almost out of here, boys and girls. Uh, random collections. Uh, recommendations. What do you got? Uh, I think I'm going to go with one of my favorites from a couple uh, years ago. Uh, and this is uh, the Netflix movie Triple Frontier. Uh, really enjoyed this one. It made my uh, best of year list for uh, 2019 when we did our, our I can't believe it's already been that long uh, since it came out but yeah Ben Affleck Oscar Isaac Charlie Hunnam Pedro Pascal Garrett Hudlin uh, directed by JC Chandor uh, yeah I I loved everything about this film hella good and so rewatchable I probably watched it once a year since uh, 2019 so yeah Triple Frontier um hmm. I should have I didn't pull up anything. Let me see what's something on the comedy. I'm on um Paramount Plus. I think I've already said that one. Hmm. Not sure, not sure. Oh, Alright, here one. Um I don't think we've ever did we talk about did we mention Paul Rubens, Pee Wee, on any of those episodes? I know I mentioned him on my summer series when I did uh, Meatballs Part 2. Did we ever talk about him? I don't think so. Alright, well, yeah, rest in peace, Paul Rubens. Everyone knows him as Pee Wee Herman. Awesome guy. Yeah, he got into some 
some stuff, but um, hey, we're not all perfect. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I am going to go back to 1988. I saw this in the theater the weekend it came out. And this is Big Top Pee Wee. I don't want to read this long ass uh, one that's here on uh, on Paramount Plus. I got to read some kind of synopsis. Let me see what it says here on good old Google. Big Top Pee Wee, July 22nd, 1988. Directed by Randall Kisser and playful Pee Wee Herman operates a fantastical farm with a talking animal and hot dog trees. One day after a giant tornado hits, Pee Wee finds a circus has landed in his yard. He befriends a, the, the manager, Mace Montana. And develops a crush on a trapeze performer, even though he already has a fiance. Pee Wee tries to excite the town about the new circus, but also, uh, but most of the residents want it gone and harass Pee Wee because of it. Um, I like this one, of course. Paul Rubens, a Valera Galino, Penelope Ann, Chris Christopherson, and a bunch of other people. Oh, a very young Dustin Diamond, Screech. He's in this as well. Rest in peace. But um, it's it's cool. It wasn't Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but it was still I still enjoyed uh, this film. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I don't know where you've been living under a rock. But uh, that's an awesome film. One of my all-time favorite uh, Tim Burton film, and I believe that was his first film that he did as well. Check out uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday too on uh, Netflix. I like that one too. But Big Top Pee Wee. I liked it. I watch it from time to time. I have not seen it in a while, so I will definitely have to sit down and watch it on Paramount+. Plus. I was going to say Ferris Bueller's Day Off because in uh, Turtles, there was uh, a scene when they were in the park uh, watching uh, movies in the park, and they were watching uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But I'm going to go with Big Top Pee Wee. In honor of Paul Rubens, uh, rest in peace, Pee Wee. Um, we love you and we miss you. I know people don't love him and miss him, but I do. <laughs> so, but yeah, Big Top Pee Wee. Check it out. Paramount Plus. All right. I'm going to hit you with my track, but I got to say, man, the house is uh, blowing up right now in Big Brother and I'm not happy about it. So uh, we got to record here soon for, for uh, Big Brother. <laughs> All right. No mute. Wait, what was your track? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying the before I got to my track that the house oh. is blowing up right now, and I'm not happy about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it, but I was trying to find something, and I said, "Damn, did I miss it?" <laughs> no, no. Now go yeah, for it. Saying, "Yeah, we got to talk about it because I'm I'm heated." <laughs> but uh, my track uh, from Harrison Dula herself. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Automator, their group, Got a Girl from the album I Love You But I Must Drive You Off This Cliff. I've always loved track six, There's a Revolution. Uh, this went obviously well under the radar, not surprising, uh, especially considering she didn't even use her name. It didn't, she's on the cover of the album, her and Automator. But uh, yeah, Got a Girl, 
that's Mary Elizabeth Winstead's group with uh, Dan the Automator and the track. There's a revolution. It's got a real retro 60s poppy vibe to it. I absolutely love this track. And it's a perfect time to recommend it because, uh, yeah, she's Harrison Dula. <laughs> All right. Um, there was awesome music in Turtles. <laughs> and when this song came on, I was kind of hyped. Shout out to De La Soul. I did like that song too as well. But uh, Black Street, no diggity. Um, when <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, and they. I don't know why they played um, uh, ODB's um, Shimmy Shimmy Y'all. Oh baby, I like it raw. When that came on the screen, I was like, okay. I take it these kids don't know the song, but all right. <laughs> I thought that was awesome But Black Street's No Diggity I've always liked this song uh, I believe it uh, came out in uh, 96 Not really really sure what uh, Album it was on I think it was uh, Another Level That was the album it was on But I've always I never really heard much Elta Black Street But this was one of the hits off the album And for it to pop up in that new Turtles movie I was like alright cool I-, I liked I liked that Um I like that a lot of these new movies are getting old more. It's not, it's older now and it seemed maybe older to you younger generation, but nineties wasn't that long ago, <laughs> but to have uh, the real hip hop be in movies now, instead of this today's garbage, this little Yachty and whoever the else in the 69 kid and, all that other bullshit that's out there, everyone. If you listen to that, hey, that's that's you. But me, to me, it's trash. You know, it's but funny anyway. that video uh, you sent me. It's funny. Uh, I seen some other new people talk about like people always want to talk about those artists, but why don't they talk about actual like lyricists of today, like Kendrick Lamar, like you know. <laughs> well, those are the ones aren't really. They're not doing stupid things to get in the the news. Uh, and all you hear is this this other crap that's out there. There might be some good ones out there. So if if anyone's listening to this and, and disagree with one of same, send me some stuff. I, but I don't like that this other a lot of this new crap. It'll either be good to me or it'll be crap. So I don't know. <laughs> but I just I just I cannot do whatever the shit is that that's out now. It's just like ugh, I can't do it. Everyone. I mean, I just listen to old school stuff. Stuff that I know that'll get me hyped. I Maybe mean, even had Cypress Hill uh, in Turtles, which I thought was awesome. So, uh, yeah, the soundtrack was pretty fire with the songs that I remember in it. But this one stuck out to me the most. When we got in the car, I was playing it. And then Daniel was like, is this a Turtle song? I said, do you remember this song? He was like, yeah. I played this one, and then I played the De La Soul one. And he said the same thing. This was in Turtles. Sorry about the crying babies, everyone. It's bedtime. But, yeah, Black Street, no diggity. Check it out. And all right, boys and girls, that is it. We probably be a little over, a little bit over the two hours. Um, once I add music and everything, but as far as content, everything we talked about, we are in. Yeah, that's it. Please, everyone, thank you so much for listening to all the stuff. We're inching our way to episode three hundred. This was episode two ninety three. And I can't believe we got this many regular episodes, not counting everything else we got, but 
uh, dealing with the E-Society under the E-Society brand. But Yay. follow us on Facebook. Just search E-Society and follow, like, or whatever you do. Uh, go over to our uh, ESP Spotify for Podcasters feed. Again, link's below. So if you guys uh, can't find it, just click the link and it'll take you right to it. Follow us on YouTube. A few videos on there. I need to slowly, slowly put some other stuff on there. Go to Public, Pick up a t-shirt, please. We need uh we need you guys to hype us up. So shout out to Steve. Every time I see pictures, even when we went to that metal fest, he was he was representing for us with the E Society shirt. Follow us on X, aka Twitter, at E Society Pod, at Magnus Pod, at Theo Zisu, Instagram at E Society Pod. It's our new page. Really putting things on there. You need to send me some stuff to throw on there. Um, at the Zisu, at Macnez Pod. Uh, follow us on TikTok, E Society Pod. I'll just throw up that next uh, uh, unwrapping of these little Funko sodas. And big shout out to Mixlaw Beat Productions. Go to www.mixlawproduction.com. Website down below here in the show notes. Click on it and listen to everything. And if you need beats, he's the one to get it to get it from. So, but yeah, everyone, that is it so far right now. Um, there might not be an episode next week because I will be gone. But I hopefully I'll be back by Sunday, and uh, well, maybe we'll put something out. But you can go on over to uh, our Spotify for podcasters feed because there's plenty of stuff to listen on there. If you haven't listened. To any of those episodes yet we got a new uh big brother episode coming which we're going to record after this but i got to get in there and see why these kids are crying uh listen to our our summer flick series with the movies that i did on it excuse me everyone that i, that I have on the, i got one more summer movie to do for you guys and then that's it and then i'm gonna start doing a few uh, back to school movies uh, and everything if you have any suggestions on anything uh, shoot them my way dealing with school it doesn't have to be the beginning of school something to do with school uh, it could be any type of movie um yeah anything it don't matter comedy raunchy love story whatever i, I don't know i'm gonna do uh i think i'm gonna do five of those and then i gotta get busy on the 31 days of horror because that's creeping up on us really quick but all right, everyone, that is it, this episode. Thank you so much to everybody that's listening to this, everyone that's a part of the E-Society and all that. Please share our show. Uh, like and subscribe on whatever you're listening to us on. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Uh, let us know that you did, and we will read your review on the show. So, But with that, everyone, please be safe out there. Come back again. So until next time, party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, society. Peace.